What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 107 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my very punctual co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? You know, you know me. We have a weekly podcast that posts at a bi-weekly <laughs> frequency. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we have a... Uh, you know, you know, people are variety streamers, mm-hmm. right? And they, they pop on when they can, when they play different games when they can. We're variety podcasters. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when the Wednesday strikes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 listen, it is what it is. Uh, life gets, I understand life uh, happens. And and this time it wasn't a situation where you were flying out or anything like that, but you were actually uh, under the weather. I, so. Yeah, I really was not feeling well. I ended up uh, taking Thursday off from work as well and just slept in for the most part. Uh, they, uh, I had gone in on Tuesday uh, for work. We had like a team get together. We had flown people in from like the UK and across the US, like a lot of the remote workers. And there was like a boat uh, yacht that they had rented and we were like on there. Everyone was drinking and I was like... You know, I really wish the American pastime for like work events wasn't just drinking. There was yeah, like something, right. something else. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it was still fun. I got to really hang out with the coworkers for the first time and see everyone. Uh, took a boat out on the Hudson, uh, which is really neat. Uh, nice, unique view of the city. Uh, and but then, like, I never realized how I don't have sea legs. <laughs> so you really like what the even when we're docked the boat's just rocking in the water and like you're like oh i don't i don't feel so good and i don't know if it was just like if it was that plus like the exhaustion of going to the city being around people um a lot of people coughing and sneezing and not wearing masks anymore i don't know it's just like i know people are over covid but uh it's still kind of insane um like i Anytime I'm just walking around the city now or on the bus, just like mask on. I I, I don't even care if, if like COVID was 100% gone. Just like I, I don't want to catch anything. I don't want to be sick. It's not a fun feeling. Yeah, no, that's how it is when I go to court and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I, when I'm out in public, I'm wearing a mask the whole time. Even if it's not, even if I'm not necessarily worried about uh, getting COVID again, it is a situation where like getting sick sucks. You know, whether it's yeah. a cold, whether it's flu, whether it's COVID, like I just don't want to get sick anymore. And when I was diligent wearing a mask all the time i barely got sick and so uh, i think i'm gonna keep doing this for as long as i can get away with it if i'm being honest i'm also not one of those people where like wearing a mask bothers me you know like it's not a big deal i i now understand why the japanese do it and it's uh actually quite nice um in the long run like i I don't need to get your i don't need to get your germs Uh, also there's there's been a couple times where i've gone to court not clean shaved and uh the mask has been a great (laughs) saving you know savior on that in that regard and so it's uh has many uses right no definitely multi-purpose yeah i saw um, i i'm glad you still managed to jump on the stream uh and you know I, i'm you know i i think that where destiny 2 bug you have where every time you launch it it launches smite is is very very odd yeah uh, okay well uh, hold on. It, it only affects you <laughs> uh I, I, I don't know what's go i don't know what's going on there uh yeah so i'm playing smite a lot lately uh, mostly because uh my friends are are back into it in in a big way and you were sick so i didn't have anybody to play destiny with right 
And so I, I, I'm always playing Destiny. Like I had to like restrict myself from putting it on the list to talk about again <laughs> because I was like nobody wants to hear me talk about Destiny right now because it's just me doing weekly content stuff. All right, no, we'll we'll, we'll play. But here's the here's the other thing is yeah. that I'm at a point right now where as far as the campaign stuff is concerned, uh, my my buddies are a little bit behind me, and so. I want to have them catch up and then play through with them and not get too far ahead and then have to replay the stuff over again. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I should just shoot you a message so we can run some uh, dungeons or and run some some gambits. I do love gambit. Yeah. Also, I, I like that. What's what's the 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 run where you're, where you're basically a space pirate? What's that mode oh, that's going on uh, right now? Catch catch crash. Yes, I also yeah. I also enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. And so we should definitely run some of that uh all right listen let's just since you already brought it up let's just get into what we've been playing yes i've been playing smite a ton in a big way i i don't know what it oh i know exactly what it is it was players a bunch of us watch players we got the urge to play uh carry and and you know them run the support and so we've just been doing that we've been doing ranked and it has been uh pretty miserable <laughs> i mean listen it's, i'm, gl- it's I'm glad it's been miserable because like <laughs> if you guys like if it's a good time in a moba and yeah. you're like doing really well yeah all you want to do is play that moba over and over again like i'm glad players didn't bring you back into league yes I, right no yeah. no <laughs> i mean here's the thing too is that like if you watch that stream you will see that it's not me i'm performing i'm playing smart even even my buddies that are on there with me like they're playing smart it's just that there's no way to control the five man right unless you have a a, a, a full pre-made and we just oftentimes don't have a full pre-made we don't have a full five stack and when you're playing ranked you don't have that option you can only go in as a solo or as a duo that's it going into ranked, uh which is really really frustrating and i understand they don't want people getting artificially boosted as part of five mans and they also don't want five man stomping on nine five mans non five mans and they don't want to limit five man stacks to play against five man stacks because then you have queue times that are incredibly long even at the lower ranks i get it it's just super frustrating when you are communicating playing well doing everything you can but one lane is feeding Uh, another lane isn't communicating isn't calling out they're missing isn't rotating and so smite has been uh, it's i don't know man it's been rough i've still been having fun but it's also been my buddy taylor puts it best right the highs in smite are some of the best highs around but oh boy are the lows low <laughs> and so uh i one of my buddies who I, I won't name here uh has only ever gotten communication banned because of smite <laughs> and recently got communication banned again and so it, it's just very you guys, are, oh, you guys are in public like you're not in party chat when you're playing oh no we are in party chat <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know someone sends you a message over xbox and then you respond and it, the thing is is his message wasn't even that bad if i'm being honest but i just think that he's on a list and so they were just like his name pops up as being reported and they're just like automatically like all right he's he's out for a couple days <laughs> and so anyway so that's been smite I, um i, I got a question yeah. about smite i can't believe yes. I'm actually asking this um they always do the fun season passes um yes you know i think microsoft always gives it as part of like a, if you're a game pass ultimate uh is it still that nickelodeon mm, one no so the nickelodeon one actually wasn't a season pass it was a, a oh. smaller event 
And so it was one of those things where like you could just buy the skins outright, which I tend to like better because then you can just pick and choose. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to grind through the season pass. Uh, the current season pass that's going on is this like these characters that are supposed to represent different houses. And so like there's the house Jackal, there's the house Unicorn. I don't know. I don't think this season pass is very good. I didn't pick it up. Um, but yeah, the, the Nickelodeon one I think has ended though. And so it was one of those things where like you could buy the skins and you could also earn like emotes, recall skins, and a bunch of free announcer packs. And so there are times when I'm playing where I will put the Zim announcer pack on. And if I get a kill, Zim will call it out and yell it out and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, Smite does a great job with, with that stuff in particular. And I, I thought that Nickelodeon event was awesome. Okay. Um, speaking of limited time events and, and skins, Apex Legends constantly is running different limited time events. And usually they pair these, they call them collection events. And usually it is something like 20 skins uh, or 20 co cosmetics. I shouldn't say skins because they're not all skins. Some of them are banners. Some of them are weapon skins. Some of them are character skins. And so some of them are emotes. And so... They run these cosmetics, and if you buy every single one during that collection event, which comes out to something like $170. Now, there are mm. ways to kind of like uh, mid-max the whole thing where you like craft some of the lower level ones and then just buy packs for the higher. And then they also run these deals where you can buy one of the skins outright and get a couple packs. So still, you're spending a significant amount of money if you're trying to get all of them. The only reason you want to get all of them is because it gives you a guaranteed heirloom during that collection event. And right now, the, it's... Um, loba's heirloom and it's this basically blade fan similar to what you would see katana mortal kombat have uh it is an amazing heirloom and for those who don't know heirlooms are in apex legends you can stow your weapon and run around uh usually when you're running around it's just your fist and then when you melee someone it's just your fist but heirlooms are cosmetic items that your character is holding in the hand they have special animations and they, I think they do like one damage more <laughs> when you melee somebody. So it's not balance breaking. Uh, it's just I, I don't funny. know what it sounds like in the right situation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but is it, is it this fan thing? It is that fan. Yes. Okay. And so her heirloom is very, very cool. I just don't play that much Loba. Also, I'm not going to spend that amount of money right now on that. Sometimes, though, these collection events are also paired with limited time modes. And so oftentimes we've seen uh, in the past, we've seen control was the limited time mode. That was that was very, very good. Uh, there's been armed and dangerous, a whole bunch of different modes. The one they introduced during this event is called gun run. Anybody who's played a past Call of Duty game will have played gun game where the way it works is every time you get a kill with your weapon, you then are given another random weapon and you kind of go up the tiers until you get to the very end when you then have to use a throwing knife to kill someone. And throwing knives have not been in Apex Legends before, prior to this. They're introduced just for this event. And so the way it works is it's three teams, oh no, sorry, four teams of three fighting against each other on a smaller map. And every time someone on your team gets a kill, you go up the ladder. Now your weapon doesn't change till you actually get a kill. But if you're, say I got the first kill, I would go to the second weapon. Then you got the next kill, you would go to the third weapon. And so on and so forth until we get to 25. Once we get to 25, the, the person that gets the 24th kill is on 25 will have the throwing knife. Now, the other two teammates, if they get a kill before the game ends, they'll then switch to the throwing knife right away. 
and uh, whoever gets the first throwing knife kill, that squad wins. Is it a one-hit kill with the throwing knife? It is if it's a headshot. Uh, it does 100 oh. damage to the body, so it ends up being a two-hit kill. Because another aspect of this is you have uh, white armor. So you have 150 health, essentially. And your armor will only regenerate when you're out of combat, and it regenerates uh, over time. And so you have to be over out of combat for a little bit, and then it'll start to regenerate. And it regenerates pretty quickly, but you have to be out of combat for a little while. And then uh, you have unlimited white heals. So uh, standard health, you have unlimited, so you can heal up and stuff. It is so much fun. It is by far my favorite limited time mode that they've had. I, I think that this needs to be a permanent mode, right? Give me this, give me arenas, which is a permanent mode, and, and, and give me the battle royale, and I'll be a happy man. I am amazed at how much better respawn is, and maybe I shouldn't be, right? But how much better respawn is at doing these takes on established multiplayer modes than anybody else out there. Uh, I I go into Apex and lately this is all I want to do is play Gun Run and I think it is uh, so much fun. Um, it's only going to be available if, I think for five more days and then it ends. These events are just two weeks events. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that people go and check it out. Uh, Bilal, if you want to get in there and, and run a little bit with me, it's one of those things where like because it is, there are, you constantly respawn and stuff like that. It's not as stressful in my opinion. And so there's not as much pressure on you. And it is a good way for you to learn how to use all the weapons. Um, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> I I jumped into, like, Destiny 2 had Trials of Osiris, you know, uh -huh. where you, you get a pass. And if you get seven wins in a row, you can go to the lighthouse and get, like, great gear. Uh, you usually have to matchmake. And my cousin invited me to his clan. And, like, they do it. And I was like, I, I suck at this. I don't want to, like, ask somebody to carry me. But then yeah. they release like a solo mode for it. Uh, like so you everyone just goes in, you get match made into a team of three. And I've been like the ones where we win, I get carried. <laughs> I'm very like <laughs> I unless it's like unless it's Halo, I, I'm yeah. very bad at shooters. And but, like which is funny because I'm very excited for like that new Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> yeah. And right. did you actually did you get a chance to check that beta out? Don't no, beta? I, I, I haven't done any of the I did not play the beta at all. And it's one of those things where like, I've gotten to the point where I tend to stay away from betas mm -hmm. because I end up going overboard with them. <laughs> and then when the full release comes out, I'm not quite as excited for it. Um, I think that it depends on whether, what, what the definition of the beta is, right? Yeah. And, and also my hype levels for the game. Obviously the, the Master Chief flights, I, I particularly, not Master Chief, Halo Infinite uh, flights, I took part in those and it didn't diminish my excitement for the game at all. But I was already like super 100% in. I am not 100% in yet on Modern Warfare 2, so I'd rather just wait until it releases and then uh, I think I'm going to game fly that, try it, see if I like it, and then I'll, I'll keep it if I do. Um, but I did not play any of the beta. But yeah, what I did... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious on that one. Like, I do want to pick it up because I'm... I, it, it... <laughs> I'm the campaign guy. Like the campaign looks oh, nice. Yes, uh, I will. I will be playing the campaign. May, maybe I do need to start game flying or just hoping uh, this Microsoft acquisition happens quicker. Maybe just I wait mean, for that. Yes, uh, yes, one hundred percent. Because Destiny Two has got me bad still. Let's be honest. Uh, the other game I played is I played Escape Academy. Okay. I actually played uh, all the way. 
yes, two questions before mm -hmm. you get started. Mm -hmm. Who did you cheat on me with to play this? And and why? Uh, let's see. Taylor, okay. who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Acceptable. I, 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 that, that answers the why. <laughs> and No, and the why is because like our, our lives are currently maybe not super uh, in sync. <laughs> yeah. Right? So when you have free time, I I don't. When I have free time, you don't. Uh, and I'm, so I am very much like to be honest, very much. It's like Malika goes to bed, and then like eleven till X hour in the night is where I can play, and and, okay. and that's what it's become. And so yeah, I know my timings aren't that great for most. <laughs> yeah, I will say that this is a uh, front runner right now for game of the year for me. <laughs> Oh wow! I, okay. I loved this game. It, it it very much is Escape Room the game. Uh, it the puzzles are are super clever. It it makes you feel super smart when things go your way. Sometimes, when like for example, the very last I mean the very last puzzle, the answer is just like staring at us right in our face, just right in our face, and it took us like. 10 minutes to to figure out and we barely escaped with like three minutes left uh after having basically flown through the rest of the level um it it is awesome i highly recommend people play this uh, obviously i would recommend playing co-op that's i think the the best way and the way it's it's meant to be played because there is something about when you're playing co-op you're given a split screen view okay so you can actually see, even though the person's calling stuff out, you can also see their screen. So it just makes it much easier to be able to like look at what they're looking at and look at what and input your stuff while also listening to them read it out loud. Uh, I thought the story was ridiculous, but also super satisfying. Can't uh, be enough. Can't be enough to yes, keep yes, you. Yes. It's also, it's also one of those things where like I called something about the ending. Uh-huh. Taylor called something about the ending, right? These two things seemed like they couldn't both be true. They both, in a way, ended up being true, and it was awesome. Uh, I think when you... Hopefully, you play this, and then when we talk about it uh, at Game of the Year... Now, is this going to win Game of the Year? Probably not, right? This is going to be the discussion. We, we it's know, gonna be we know it's, Elden Ring already won. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. There's nothing that's come right, close. Right. It is in my top five... Uh, for it's right now it's in my top five for sure. Okay. I probably have to sit and think about that more. If this doesn't make my top ten list, I will be absolutely uh, shocked. Um, but I I I highly highly recommend it. Like I said, it really is like if you've ever done an escape room, this is that in video game form, and it's awesome. Uh, so did you feel while playing this like? when Taylor was off doing something like kind of like, were you ever like, Oh man, I kind of wish I was the one that figured that out. Or did it actually like feel like an escape room where it was like, Oh, he's figuring that out. And I figured this out and we're joining up at this one puzzle where we both have pieces of a puzzle. Yeah. There, there yeah. was some of that. There are, were also some times where like he was off figuring out one puzzle in one room. So like, okay, here's the, here's the best way. Imagine Legend of Zelda. You have to collect three three pieces, right? And you're going to different areas. Well, in this, I can go to one area. He can go to one area, and we can then meet up 
and 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 turn in those pieces to go forward and then do the other area together it's not always like that sometimes it is very much like he was off in an area and he would see something and he would go like hey i have this and i'm like oh that that works with what i'm looking at right now and so there were times where uh there was never a time where he figured something out and i was like oh i wish i had got to work on that there were times honestly it was the opposite there were times where he not the opposite there were times where he figured something out and i was like oh duh like i can't believe i didn't see that you know yeah and then vice versa there are times where you know i figured something out and he's like oh i see i see that's smart and so no i mean it, it was it was awesome uh i think for the most part we a plus every level except for two of them i think two of them we got a's in oh and there's so, a oh so how's the uh ranking work for uh, so as levels I mean, you're, or you're grading. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. There's a hint system. You can use a hint system. I'm assuming that using the hint system system will lower your grade. And so my guess is that if you get through it without using the hint system, under the a lot of time that you're gonna get an A. Um, I think depending on how many hints you use, it would lower your grade. I I don't know for sure. We didn't use any hints the whole way through, and so uh, we it's got and, and 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 obviously speed it speed is a factor because yeah. the ones where we got through and only had a couple minutes left those were the ones we got a's uh the rest of them we were we were getting through in under 75 percent of the allotted time and we were um getting a pluses and so okay. um but it's man it's such a good game like i i highly 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 recommend it to anybody who's interested in puzzle games who's interested in cooperative games like it's a blast and and they're coming out with dlc and oh. i don't think i've ever been so excited for <laughs> escape room dlc and what? uh uh well was the wrap-up time was this like one sitting for you guys or was it multiple? no this ended up being three sittings for us uh the game's not that long i think the game's probably like five and a half hours but this was a game that we were playing because it is a, a co-op game this is a game we were playing when like everybody else was going to bed and we were the only ones left and so we okay. would play for a little bit and then we ourselves had to go to bed. And so, no, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. I, I want to, I want to sit here and, and, and talk about it more, but we have to keep it moving. Let's talk yeah. about what you've been playing. Um, yeah, let me start with the second thing on here. For, okay. So yesterday saw the full, uh, full 1.0 release of Grounded, uh, the, yep. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets Minecraft survival uh, game from Obsidian. Yep. Uh, so Danny, who is part of our Gloomhaven uh, group, ha was, is out of country, is on vacation. So Angie, Ergen, and I uh, were like, hey, we should still play something. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, Grounded comes out. Let, let's do this. Now, uh, one thing about my friend Ergen is he is that guy that plays Rust. He plays like all those mm -hmm. survival games at early mm -hmm. access. Like I talked to him about Valheim one one week. The next week he was like, "Yeah, I beat all the bosses. I've like explored everywhere." I'm like, I haven't even seen the second boss. Um, like he he is that person. So uh, when I suggested this, he had no idea kind of like what we were going into. So the intro the intro for this game plays. It, it has like this Stranger Thing vibes. It takes place in 1990. Uh, where like a bunch of kids around town have gone missing. There's like a, a secret, there's like a technology company that's like patenting something like you hear about them on the news. Uh, you know, so you, you know, like something like some sort of conspiracy is going on in the background and you play as a group of four kids uh, that 
uh, have been trunked down, they're in the backyard, and they land in, like, this briefcase, and you pop out, and, like, the game quickly runs you through some, like, survival aspects, teaches you, like, hey, you have a hunger meter, a, a thirst meter, uh, you need shelter to rest, uh, how to craft the basic weapons, what items to pick up. Like, it, it really does help you get started uh, out, out the bat, and it gives you a structure of, like, what to do uh, out the gate. And I think, with me, one of the problems I had with the games like Minecraft or other games like this is it's kind of very open-ended, and I yeah. don't have a focus uh, in regards to it. And so with Grounded, out the bat, uh, I was I was like, awesome. There's a checklist in the top left. I mm-hmm. can go do that. And so like, we all kind of like had our roles. Like <laughs> uh, as we went as we went through the uh, one thing I do want to call out is as we went through uh, the intro, um, it pops up like you know. It's a survival game, whatnot, and my friend Ergen's like, "Oh, this this is great! I, I love this!" And then like Obsidian pops up, uh, you know, it's like from Obsidian Entertainment, and he's like, "Wait, that Obsidian?" I'm like, "Yeah, the Fallout New Vegas Obsidian." He's like, "I, I can only get so hard." <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, like for him, it was like a dream come true, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it plays great uh, on PC. Uh, it has crossplay with Xbox. Uh, NG actually hosted the game, so he created a multiplayer game. Uh, and one of the things I like about this verse, like State of Decay 2, is the host can share that save file with uh, other players. So if the host is not around, the other players can host that file, take that save file, and start I, playing, and it'll I, update that world. I think that's new with this 1.0 update, actually. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's. Cause back when we were playing, that, I, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And, it, and it's fantastic because, like, I was playing on PC last night and I jumped in on the Xbox later. Mm-hmm. And it, I, that that's what I want. I want a persistent world with my yes. friends that we can yep. just jump in and out of. Uh, what I don't want is, like, if my friends want or, like, want to play, then they have to start it all over again yeah. later. Uh, and they do a really nice... Um, they have a really nice UI for it. Like, when you get into the game, you could do single-player, multiplayer, and then you could join or host the match as well. And uh, if you're hosting, you can uh, or, or you're trying to join, it'll show you all your friends that have active games up, and you can also password protect it as well, uh, so you're not having multiple folks go in. Uh, we spent the first, well, I mean, we spent a bunch of hours just like gathering stuff and exploring. We triggered an explosion with the laser machine we found, and we're running from spiders. Uh, we tried fighting a ladybug and quickly <laughs> realized how scary ladybugs can be. Yeah. Uh, I think NG signed off and then me and Ergen stayed on and uh, Ergen quickly realized like we keep on getting red ants and spiders attacking like where we had initially set up our base mm-hmm. and he's like okay I'm going to fortify this and I was like okay the story's asking us to go find these like other labs that are in this backyard and get these chips so we can like get back to our original size and so I went off uh, I was like I'm concentrating on this quest so I went off and I come back, like, later, um, oh, well, while I'm off exploring, I'm, like, finding new bugs, I'm finding new things, new landmarks, and it's, like, it's all just, like, it, it's just working for me, and it, it's very shocking that, like, a, a game like this is actually working for me, because yep. normally I bounce I, right off. I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, we're crafting new armor uh, and stuff. I, like, the second lab turns out it's, like, near this hedge, and I have to traverse into the trees to get to it. And so there's like this verticality I didn't expect. Uh, and once it became nighttime, I couldn't see anything. So I'm just like, and I didn't have a torch. 
So I'm in the branches and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to get through this? And I'm just like, I go into the settings. I'm like, can I increase the brightness? But there was no brightness <laughs> mm-hmm. setting. Uh, no, it, it was really cool. If you, it has a something like Dark Souls where like if you die, you drop your backpack full of items yeah. and you have to make your way back. The good thing is if you die again, that backpack doesn't go away. The backpack is still there, but now you have two backpacks. <laughs> so like you could always, it, it, uh, always uh, uh, there's no fear of like losing everything. But um, they also have a ton of customizable options in uh, the settings uh, where you can turn that stuff off. Like, hey, if you die, you don't drop your backpack or you could lower the aggression. Uh, there's that arachnophobia. Um, accessibility option where you can make the spiders just like these little floating blobs if you're scared of spiders it's uh, yeah it, it, uh, honestly surprise hit like i'm actually it i've been itching to play that instead of destiny 2 and i think that mm-hmm. says a lot <laughs> if you've been listening to me I, talk about I, destiny 2 yeah i need to set up a time where mike's gonna be around and we can go into the world that he started together so you can just see yeah. kind of some of the stuff that's possible and uh it's it's awesome. I I love that game, and I'm excited that 1.0. I was talking to Mike about it the other day, and we're gonna get back into that soon. I I'm very curious um, how they handled the pre uh, 1.0. Yes, st- so am I. In, in, into 1.0, like, do you lose that, or how do they in- incorporate your progress? I don't know if there's mm-hmm. any. St- cause I know they added the story elements now, so I don't know how that works if you're backdating a lot of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were already working towards certain objectives, so mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. No, I am curious to see yeah. how. Cause that, that, I mean, we cannot lose the progression we have. <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, I was looking at the achievement list last night, and there was, like, 2,400, so there's, like, a lot to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was really neat because, like, if you press, I was playing with the controller, but, like, if you press Y, you can, like, your, your character, like, makes, like, a picture frame with his hands, and you can analyze, like, different bugs, and uh, that way uh, you could bring new items you find to, like, the these field stations and analyze them and get new mm-hmm. recipes. I, oh, man, I, I, I think I finally get the appeal and I think Obsidian, like, I'm glad they didn't make it like another Fallout. Like, I know they're working on a Fallout as well, but like, yeah. I'm glad they got a chance to experiment with this because like, they nailed something that all these other games in this genre uh, just couldn't for me. No, so, I, I love that Obsidian very much is at a point where they have the resources where they can focus on big temple games and franchises, but then also do these smaller projects. I mean, they're also coming out with that one. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, side scrolling like yeah, um, ro- I can't. Roman game, uh, which is mm. like a picture. It's like a picture book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the name of that? But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm. I love to be see studios kind of have that flexibility to be kind of able to experiment yeah. and do that kind of stuff because I mean that's where the best ideas come from, and I, so I'm I'm yeah. also I th- also think it's awesome that like they have stuck with it they have grown it and it's one of those things where like Ubisoft used to be the standard bearer for this stuff for kind of like releasing something and, and then building it out over time, and now I think that. Between Sea of Thieves and Grounded, I think Microsoft also has shown that, yeah, Pentiment. Uh, Microsoft has also shown that they have that capability as well. Obviously, they're not showing it with Halo right now, but uh, there's still hope. There's still hope. Uh, And okay, so let's talk about the other thing that you've been playing. playing, Yeah, the the other thing. Playing with. Playing with. Yeah. Finally, it has arrived. My Steam Deck is here. 
focus, focus. I <laughs> okay. So when when I was waiting for this to finally arrive, uh, I got my I got let me back paddle. I got my email to purchase on Monday last week, Saturday. No, Saturday uh, last week, uh, and it arrived by. It was seven days. I I I forget the timeline. It took seven days for it from purchase to arrival. Uh, it actually arrived faster than the tracking said. It was supposed to arrive on Wednesday. It arrived on Monday, uh, which scared me half to death because uh, we were in Philadelphia on Monday, and we came home and it was sitting on my porch and like literally on the label. It's like five five twelve gigabit Steam Deck, and I was like, great, <laughs> you know, just advertise what's in my box to the world. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah, yeah. I, th I mean, I think they warn you right that 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 stuff is just out there on the packaging. Yeah, and so I mean, I, I've seen some of the original packaging; they they've improved it, but it's like on, if you read the label, you'd be, you know exactly what it was. But thankfully, it was fine. Um, so got it set the setup process was easy i threw yakuza zero on there like uh, i really want to play through the yakuza games uh and i think playing them on a handheld is probably the best way for me to do it since i'm not going to be in front of a console all the time and like it plays great like uh, one of the things uh that i really enjoy about it is just it feels good the button layouts make sense uh the games perform better and look better than I would expect them to on the Switch. So it, it gets to that sweet spot. Uh, I do wish the screen was a little... I, I kind of wish they had a 1080p screen or an OLED screen. Like, it doesn't need to be 1080p, but kind of like what the Switch OLED has. Like, you could tell mm -hmm. you could tell there's a little bit there, but it's not... It, it, it's a minor nitpick it, uh, there. I think the one miss uh, on it is the the buttons on the back. They have those little additional triggers that you can program. They're yeah. just a little bit too clicky and I kind of wish they stuck out uh, a bit more, like you need a little bit more pressure to push them in the back than I would like. I kind of would like a nice simple tap, but it's more of a hard click uh, to get them to work uh, in that regard. But yeah, the, the UI and stuff works great. Um, they've integrated it really well. I haven't messed up around with the, the desktop settings, but uh, I'm actually going into work tomorrow, uh, so on my bus ride over into the city, I'm going to be playing Yakuza Zero, which is just like that's awesome. Uh, it, it's insane, and it, it's nice to know that like I don't need to be attached to the cloud to do this. Um, I I am going to be setting up like uh, Xbox Remote Play and Xbox um, the X Cloud stuff as well uh, within Steam. There's been there's uh, I think one of the great things about getting it now versus at launch is there's a ton of guides and improvements that have uh, come out over over time. So uh, you know, there's a lot for me to just figure out how to do, and uh, those guys are there, and like the emulation capabilities as well uh, seem uh, really nice. Yeah, um, it, it it's funny. There's you mentioned that not having to be tied to the cloud because there are a lot of portable gaming devices being announced or uh, in the past week alone, or past yeah, yeah the past week like alone, Logitech, right? Logitech, so, Razer, Verizon, like <laughs> yeah. Well, the Razer and Verizon is a is a is a collaboration, but yeah. yeah. So that's the funny thing is like the Logitech one is what it's like three hundred, four hundred dollars, something like that. It's cloud gaming only, and it only works when you're on a Wi-Fi. Which, in my mind, yes, that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Because you want the strongest possible connection if you're going to be doing cloud gaming. But even if you're going on vacation, there's no guarantee that the hotel Wi-Fi is going to be great, right? Yep. And it's the same thing with 
uh, the Razer one that was announced with Verizon collaboration. So that one is a 5G device. That one is, you know, two ninety nine or three ninety nine, something like that. I don't want to pay a five G subscription cost. I don't. Just to keep I don't want exactly. I don't want to pay subscription yeah. costs. And on top of that, five G is is still basically irrelevant across most of the country. Yeah. And so it just doesn't, it doesn't make it a truly portable gaming device. Now there was some language in the Razer one that it looks like there's also an app on it itself. So. I think mm -hmm. you will have the capabilities of playing some games locally. I think it's my an Android assumption, device. Yes, my my yeah, my assumption would be that it would be like you know, uh, mobile games that you could play, yeah. which in and of itself isn't the worst idea if I'm being honest, because mm -hmm. you can play Stardew Valley on mobile, you can play Dead Cells on mobile. Like there are smaller indie titles that you could be playing on mobile, but those devices don't compare to the Steam Deck and its capabilities. And I'm I, all I want honestly is Nintendo to release. A, a more switch capable too. switch too, right? I, and I, honestly, like, that, and that's where this 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 fills that gap. Like, right? I I had a friend ask me about the Steam Deck, and mm -hmm. I told uh, a few months back, and I was like, no, I mean, like, I'd rather wait for the second version. And I just kept on listening to podcasts and stuff, and people were like, no, it works. It fills this gap of playing like these higher end games. Uh, comfortably on the go, on yeah. the go uh, for a couple hours and like it, people are like you know some of the higher more demanding games might give you two to three hours of battery life great you know like for me two to three hours is ex exactly what i need like uh, i'll be lucky if i'm sitting on a couch for longer than two to three hours without right. being interrupted um so so th this is absolutely uh, like this will fill that uh niche in my life and i'm with the games i want to play like i i love the switch I, I really do, but like yeah. those Joy Cons aren't always the greatest things to hold. Mm. Like uh, it's not ergonomically designed. Uh, I if I'm using it, I'm using it with the Splitpad Pro. Yeah, Splitpad Pro, is so yeah. much better. But like those things are missing haptic, you know. Yeah, so, right. Correct. Um, yeah, uh, I I will say my uh, buddy Ergen also did get his like a week before mine, but he realized. Uh, the haptics in his his like his right haptic uh was broken so he had uh -huh. to he had to send that in for repairs uh with steam uh so my like if you do get one maybe i mean with any product it does seem like there might be some issues but right that that is the thing that can uh uh happen all right yeah but I mean, uh, yeah i'll have more thoughts next week i've honestly only had like an hour or two with it but it has been a good hour or two with the steam deck that's exciting. You guys got to yeah. come down and visit so I can mess around with it. Yeah. And then have Monica shoot daggers at my back. Be like, yep. don't, don't you influence them. Don't you. <laughs> uh, uh, there's one, the one other thing. Uh, I probably won't talk about it till later, but um, more on the hardware side. I did get that uh, Secret Labs uh, Magnus desk. The did first you? part of it has come oh, in. Oh, right. Uh, uh -huh. it's still it's still in the boxes in the garage um i'm waiting for the l shape to arrive so uh it, it's like if you where my camera is there's two monitors my camera blocks half the screen so if you ever see me on the live stream you see me like leaning over so i can just see behind it like i uh -huh. don't have the desk real estate and so with the l-shaped desk i'm hoping to open it up uh and just be able to like do more and more comfortably bring consoles over and stream easily as well uh with, with that setup so i've been uh, aggressively looking at the magnus pro the sit stand desk yeah the extra that, wide but yeah that didn't have the l they don't the l right. doesn't support that so right. i was like i'll just uh, and i'm not much of a stander so uh, i just went with what worked best for me in, in that case uh i i'm 
contemplating opening opening that up or not um just because it, right now it, it seems like it's the same size of the desk i have right now and i'm like what am i really replacing so but it's also taking up a lot of room so i'm just juggling hey yeah. do i want to open this now uh and set it up and clean up some wiring Maybe uh, that's <laughs> that's what it is it's the cable yeah. management is, yeah. is what's it was the reason to do it now but uh, i yeah uh, i need, I totally I need to call it call it some backup uh like <laughs> race my cousin race does a great job uh, with his cable management so maybe i have to buy him some bad mistake and be like hey just come over help me help me set up this <laughs> nice desk with uh and run the cables for me all right yeah but uh yeah that that's what i've uh been up to uh before we get into the news really quick i i do want to touch on uh, a few things uh, about the next week or so um so next week is new york comic-con uh and we have six seven writers from the site going uh, to Javits in New York City. We'll be covering it from Thursday to Sunday. There are some Wednesday events um, going on, uh, some screenings. I know there's the One Piece Red Film uh, premiere and Q&A that I'm trying to get into. So if there's a chance that I might not be here next week for the podcast if, uh, if I'm there, uh, if I get invited uh, to that. Uh, we'll also try to cover as much gaming news and stuff there and i'll bring back a lot of fun stuff uh and, and reporting so uh you know if you love all the culture stuff uh we will have a lot more up on the socials uh for the work print which we'll share at the end of the show as well as um you know maybe if i can figure out streaming off my phone i'll might do some twitch streams of like fun boots and stuff i know we got invited by nanoblock um to come check out their booth uh, they do some fun like Pokemon. Uh, think of like mini Legos, um, but they do like some co fun collaborations like Pokemon uh, and other IPs. All right. Well, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Starting off with FIFA 23. So uh, Ted Lasso and his soccer team are in FIFA 23 officially. AFC Richmond and all the gang are available in career, ultimate team, and more i think this is cool i think that uh sports games in particular tend to take themselves like way too serious mm -hmm. and by doing something like this and bringing in this fictional club it doesn't make the game it doesn't bring it over the top right and make it like a farce and, and make it it's still it's still at its core a soccer game but you know you're playing this this fictional team from this show that everybody loves and uh and so I think this is fun. I think this is a great idea, man. Uh, I, I wish more, you know, sp sports games would do stuff like that. Like, I would love to see the, you know, maybe they do. I just don't know. Like, I would love to see the, the Mighty Ducks, you know, in, in NHL, right? Yeah. Um, I My favorite used to be, like, NBA Jam. They used to have, like, the mascots and, like, yeah, celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Those. Yep. Um, I, I think the funniest thing about this is like that meme that Brett Goldstein is a FIFA character in real life. Like people think he's like a CGI character. To see him actually in uh, a FIFA game is uh, it, it just kind of makes that joke go full circle. No, I mean, I, like I said, I yeah. think that is super, super cool. Um, I, I'm not the biggest FIFA fan, uh, mostly because I think that the ultimate team is a little bit predatory. Uh, but also, who am I kidding? I stink at those games, and I've tried. The only time I ever play Dude. them is like the FIFA World Cup games sometimes, and even then, um, 
that's a hit or miss for my, me. My brother-in-law, my my nephew, my friends that aren't big gamers all yeah. play FIFA, and like, oh. it's it's like the one it's the one thing, and I'm just like, I I don't know how to get good at these games besides, and I don't want like we play a ton of games, so it's like we don't mm-hmm. really invest in one for too long. When uh, I go, if we do it's just one. Yeah, uh, when when I go to church and I talk to like the the Egyptians that are there and stuff like that, and, and any of them that play games, they're like, oh yeah, I play games. And I'm like, let me guess, FIFA. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? It's like, that's what all of them play. And that's what it is. It really yeah. much, it really is. The reality is, is that we are not the norm, right? Yeah. We have enough friends around us that are like us that we feel like we're the norm. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not, right? We're the enthusiasts. And so the reality is, is that there's uh, the vast majority of people, I think, out there that, that play games are people that especially our age since they have the one or two games they play every year right call of duty and madden or fifa and nba 2k like that's that's what it is and so um i i do want to see and and talk to some of those guys and see how excited they are for something like this um we need to get a fifa expert on and uh, talk about it after the game releases yep all right next bit of news Splinter Cell Remake will update the game story to get with the times. So, uh, it's been revealed. Uh, the Splinter, do you know the Splinter Cell story? Like, I don't remember the original one. So, that's the funny thing. is yeah. I remember Chaos Theory and Pandora's Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm not even convinced that I beat the first one. I definitely beat the, uh, the second and third one. Uh, but they... A job listing for a scriptwriter to work on the game at Ubisoft's Toronto studio revealed that using the first Splinter Cell game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern day audience. We want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters and the world to make them more authentic and believable. Um, yeah, so I'm glad they're bringing it back. I thought Conviction and Blacklist were phenomenal games, and I just... It strikes me like that the series just fell off right after that. I don't know if people just did not buy them, and Ubisoft was like, "Oh, this is a dead franchise." But those were great games. Like, uh, I, if so you have I, a chance, go back and play them. Yeah, so I enjoy Blacklist quite a lot. Uh, I but I also am fine with them going farther into the like action. And mm-hmm. that, during that time, I was fine with them going farther into action than than stealth, stealth. action. And so I think that's part of what it was, you know, is that uh, people just, they prefer the original stealth gameplay where, and don't get me wrong, I, yeah. I'm not a stealth game person in general, but uh, this is one of the few franchises where I did enjoy and I really did the thing where I'm John claude Van Damming splits uh, <laughs> at, uh, up at the top of the hallways and shooting out every light I can find. Um, I think for, I, I'm think excited for, for this. Yeah, I think for me it was like when the 360 came out, Double agent was, I think, on 360. Yeah, yeah. The first one. The controls were just so convoluted to me. Like, I could not figure out what I was doing. Yeah, and with double agent was not great. Yeah. And with conviction, I, I was like, wow, this feels and plays a lot better. Uh, and I, I played it stealth. Like, I get the option was there to go, like, guns blazing. But yeah. that, I just didn't feel like the game asked for that. So I just enjoy, I enjoyed playing it stealth. Uh, so, you know, if that's what they're going to go for. I cool. bet I bet you a system like what was in Blacklist with the tagging and then just kind of executing. I bet yeah. you it would play better now. Actually, I would love to see that system in like a John Wick game, right? Because Ooh. that kind of feels like where that would excel, where you, you can know. kind of get these yeah. like flashy 
uh, gunfights where you're this unstoppable machine in a hallway. Like that seems to work. What would work on something like that? Give the blacklist dev team. John yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next bit of news. London cops arrest teen on hacking suspicions. So I haven't linked it to GTA six. <laughs> so, so I think this eventually did get linked uh, at, uh, cause I think the story is from earlier in the week. Uh, the guy pl- pled not guilty in his, but we'll see it, you know, yeah, so, so uh, they they believe that the the uh, arrests are connected to a hacker group that is said to be responsible for breaches at not just Rockstar Games but also at Uber. Um, yeah, I I mean, I was yeah, I was uh, this was the reason I was a bit upset about being out last week because I really wanted to talk about like some of the stuff that we were seeing out of GTA Six. Yeah, it's one of those things where like yes, I understand it's a big story yeah. and and honestly the internet did the internet thing where they made it a big story, right? Like the, yeah. it is it is a big story that this stuff got leaked. Yes, it, it, right? even, even my wife was like, "What's going on with GTA Six? Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, this got to you. Yeah, so it is a big deal that it got leaked, right? But this like uproar of over how the game looked is insanity. I mean, they oh. literally have not shown anything off of that game You're, we're looking at god knows when this stuff was in the process of development and am i, am I crazy i think it looks it still looks great oh like, so i uh, <laughs> listen I, i'm gonna be honest with you yeah. i heard about the leak i saw that the stuff was out there and i was just like i'm not engaging so i didn't even yeah. i didn't even look at any of it you know because i don't i don't need to right like i that's that's not that the leak yeah. culture is not for me honestly i i'm the kind of person who like i don't watch trailers for movies that I know I'm going to see. I don't watch trailers for shows that I know I'm going to see. Um, there was a trailer that released recently for something, for a show. Oh, we're going to talk about it later, actually. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... So I just... I don't... Uh, the less I know about something that I'm excited for, the better, right? Because I want to see all the surprises. And seeing unfinished like footage does, does nothing for me, honestly. It's also so- one of the reasons why I don't like... I don't engage in, in, in proper betas. If they're yeah. network tests, then yeah, I'm, I might hop in and play a little bit. But like a proper beta, proper early access for the most part, I can't, I can't get into. So I think the thing that drew me to the footage was like, one, I just want to see like the scope of like what this was initially. But then mm-hmm. the, the second part of it was, hey, this is like watching behind the scenes of like, hey, how did we do this scene in a movie? Like imagine like, like watching how James Cameron did Avatar. You know, uh, right, pu- sure. pulling back that uh, screen, like, oh, it's just a giant green screen. Everyone has dots over them. But like, how does all that come together? And so it, it was like a nice peek behind the scenes of like, hey, this is how we're doing it. This is like uh, the, all the systems in place. And uh, I found that fascinating uh, to see. And I, uh, I, what I hope does come out of it is like that you see a lot more publishers and developers more upfront about like the development process and like a more peaks behind the scenes of like how mm-hmm. games come through uh, for this. It, it, it's just, I, I think a lot of people have the wrong just idea of what development is like, what games go through. Uh, you know, you have games that come out that are like B games, but like a lot of effort did go into those. Yep. Uh, and right. it doesn't mean like it, it was a struggle. It's like you need years and years of time and man hours just to get that thing polished into a state. And like you can't always get that timeline. Uh, you need you need to deliver because uh, yeah. capitalism ruins everything. Uh, <laughs> and you know, not everyone has money. But um, yeah, it was a nice peek behind the curtains. Uh, this kid is. 
uh, curious to see what happens. He's t 17, uh, so I doubt we'll hear too much more <laughs> out of this in the future. But he has been found, and this leak, uh, and you know, Rockstar has also come out and said this doesn't really slow us down and or delay anything. Right. It just it's unfortunate. Right. I hope that's the case. Um, yeah. So it was a nice early peek at what they're doing and behind the scenes look, but kind of sucks to have it blown out. You know, not debuted the way they wanted it to be right. shown. Right. Uh, next bit of news. Rick Sanchez is heading to multiverses and he's actually, as of yesterday in multiverses. Yeah. Yes, he is out. Uh, he joins Morty as the newest playable character. Uh, he's going to, he's a mage range character and I have not played him yet. I almost hopped on last night just so I could go in there and, and mess around with them and try him out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I listen, multiverses is awesome. They continue to add more and more content. It's actually kind of surprising the speed at which they're adding yeah. content. And I'm I, curious as to if we're going to hit a point where like it becomes a drip feed instead of what is currently just a flood of content. I mean, they're on it feels like it's every month uh they're adding a new character. I, I mean, feel they like just it's every they, week. <laughs> yeah. Like as someone right. that hasn't like really engaged with it too yeah. much, it feels like Every they, podcast we do, there's like two new yeah. characters added to the game. Yeah. They just added Gizmo. Like, yeah, no, uh, oh, it's cool, is, man. Is he good? Is Gizmo good? I, I again, I haven't played as him yet. I haven't played as multiverses in a while because my problem with multiverses right now is that uh, is it's best played if you have two people or if you have four people on, and oftentimes we have three, <laughs> and yeah. so that's the situation I'm running into. Okay. Next bit of news. This is actually a little bit of foreshadowing from earlier when I talked about that there was a show trailer that released that I didn't watch because I know I'm going to watch it. And that is HBO's The Last of Us trailer. Um, that got released on Monday and it looks like it's going to arrive sometime in 2023. I won't I, play this. because do not do not play it, please. Oh, yeah. Because I, 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 I saw like... One or two screenshots, because of course the internet is the internet, and, and IGN is gonna IGN, and Kotaku's gonna well, actually Kotaku not so much, but IGN is going to like they do this thing on Twitter every time with these trailers where they grab screens from it and then put it next to like this the the Easter eggs from the games or or comics when it's a comic book movie and stuff like that. And so I saw some of the stuff. I saw what the clickers look like. I think the clickers look awesome. Uh, unbelievable. Um, I've I talked about this before. I think the cast is 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 great i mean i uh, who doesn't love pedro pascal and i also you know i'm a big fan of bella ramsey and so uh i, I think i talked about this before but it's not just her appearance on uh you know game of thrones or whatever but it was also her she had a show on netflix called like uh the little witch or something like that that my daughter used to watch and it's one of those things where it's one of those kids shows where you know the kids watching it all of a sudden you're sitting there on the edge of the the couch fully invested and that's, so that's me with bluey uh, yeah so i i'm super excited for this uh yeah i mean by I, all, I, by all I accounts the, i heard yeah. the trailer's awesome yeah i saw the trailer it honestly feels this might sound weird and i have mixed a little slightly mixed feelings about this it honestly feels like they just took the game and turned it into a yeah that's show. what I, yes um, that's what i heard and, I, and i'm just like yeah okay uh, it, it's a solid story. You're not gonna get every, you're not gonna get the wider world playing this game. Like everyone that has wants wanted to play it has probably played it. You'd probably get maybe a couple more million people <laughs> to check it out after the show comes out. But 
it is yeah there's some of those shots in that trailer i was like no that that's the same exact camera angle and the layout like i'm pretty sure there's that many people running on that street yeah uh, well here here's the dirty little secret uh this property was always probably meant to be uh a tv show or yeah. a movie because i don't think it plays that well as a game next bit of news can't wait to for them to get the last of us part two and see what <laughs> how audience react <laughs> yeah, there's no shot I, I think there's no shot that they do a jump like that or we ever see anything from that uh next bit of news overwatch 2 will require brand new players to unlock most of the roster through play uh blizzard says that overwatch newcomers will need to play about 100 matches to unlock every classic hero this is not surprising to me considering that it is going free to play right yeah um and and so everything that they're talking about here the fact that uh players will have to unlock all the game modes and all original uh overwatch heroes that in order to engage in competitive games you're gonna have to play 50 matches in quick play and uh complete the 100 matches to unlock almost all of the game's characters this is how free-to-play games are this is how i mean smite is the same way you have to play uh a certain amount of games and it's much more than 50 games in order to get into rank because you have to have 10 gods that are of a certain level and that you're able to choose from to even get in there you have your player profile level has to be a certain level none of this is surprising i think it's a little bit funny considering that overwatch 2 is more or less just a a slightly updated overwatch 1 with a few new characters at launch and so but the fact that uh players moving from the original to Overwatch 2, we'll have access to 34 out of the game's 35 heroes at launch. Even the new heroes that are being added for Overwatch 2 uh, is 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 great news, you know, because they very easily could have been like, hey, this is like a reset since it's going free to play. And this way, like there's a competitive uh, balance for everybody who's starting new. Everybody gets kind of has to unlock the characters at the same time. No, reward the people who have been with you from the beginning. I, I think it's a great move. Yeah, so... You know, I mentioned this earlier when you were talking about Smite that one of the issues I had with Smite is, and maybe any new mobile, like I tried to, like I played League for years, uh, and it, you learn that, you learn the systems, you learn uh, all the champions as you play through Unranked uh, for that. For Overwatch yep. 2, like they have changed some of the uh, champions from Overwatch 1, like there's new mechanics or new uh, uh, abilities on some of these champs. And when I jumped in, there's already a bunch of uh, new uh, heroes that I had never uh, interacted with because I dropped off at Overwatch uh, 1 uh, earlier on. So a lot of those were new to me. When I played that beta, I did not have a good time because I did not know what anyone was doing. And I just felt completely overwhelmed. So if they're drip feeding, uh, like if their approach to this is uh, let's drip feed uh, champs as you play more matches over the course and then you unlock uh, competitive, great. Because let's be honest, Overwatch like started off as like a nice, friendly game and then quickly became toxic. And I imagine with Overwatch 2, if, with the competitive scene, it's just going to be like, why don't you know that? Why don't you know this? Why well, you're not choosing the meta? And that's where it's just going to take a dark turn. So for me, this works. Uh, and worst case, if I don't play 100 matches, this probably means I don't really care for Overwatch 2 uh, right. in the long run. So uh that that's what works for me at the end of the day um yeah i think unlocking that new hero i think they said it's like level 55 in the on the battle, battle pass, pass. Uh, yeah. yeah 
or if you pay premium, you get it instantly. I, I think like, yeah. uh, come on, uh, maybe maybe their first one just give them for free, like right off the, off the bat, and have cool co- cosmetics and stuff over the course, and then maybe for the later ones, uh, so on and so forth. But like, I think the only people that will be complaining about this are the ones that are still playing Overwatch uh, to this day, or believe they still know what's going on, or just just been watching streams. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, most people are gonna blow through a hundred matches before the weekend is even up. Yeah, you know. So yep. I don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. So Dark Pictures Man of Medan is getting a surprise new chapter in update. This is announced along with the fact that accessibility options and improved UI are being tied to the PS5 and Xbox Series uh, native releases this week. Uh, the new it, chapter like after the fact or is it um... so it, it says that the dark will receive new free content in the form of a new chapter called flooded featuring new gameplay and player deaths added to the climax of the game um mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's after the facts or if it's just mixed in with the uh the game itself i i, I have to imagine that it would be it kind of has to be after the fact right because most of your players have no incentive to necessarily go back if they have to play through it all the way from the beginning again yeah that's what um, i would imagine but yeah i don't know i mean it's still cool anytime something gets an update and then adds in free content i i think it's great uh one Add- game I, I didn't mention that i started playing is the quarry another game that Bilal was still supposed ah. to play with me but he's just kind of you know I, I played through that um, tell me you were even playing <laughs> anyway i i'm like 15 minutes in that's okay. it I have, i'm not even through the prologue yet but I'll have more to say about that uh, probably by next week. Uh, but yeah, I think this is cool. It's a great little update. Next bit of news. Not such a great update. Ubisoft delays Skull and Bones to 2023. This, this is so, exist. This it, is it so crazy. It's so it, crazy. You, you, delay, you announce it at, at, at E3 2017, right? And then you just keep delaying it and delaying it, delaying it. And then you have this like one hour gameplay reveal and you ha- confirm a november 8th launch date just to shortly after delay it again like why have that reveal in the first place if you weren't certain that you could hit that more um i it, it, like this the only thing worse than this is beyond good and evil 2 yeah. um right but at least we don't we don't hear about that so it's yeah. just like we like even if that just disappears i'm like yeah okay we have nothing to be happy about but like with this it's it just seems like a lost cause out of like all the stories that have come out about this and the production yeah. uh all the delays i, I think they did a beta okay beta yes even? so positive well so that's the thing so their statement does come out and say that while the game development is finished at this stage the extra time will be used to further polish and balance the experience using players feedback from our technical tests and insider program which happened over the past two weeks. This is the right decision, but for our players and for the long-term success of the game, as March 9th, 2023 provides for a suitable release window for this very unique new Brown. Now, if this is, if the game is done, and this is solely because during the playtesting, they realized that, yes, there are balance issues, and these issues are causing players to not have fun, then, then I understand. I mean, that's kind of a, uh, that's, it's kind of a bummer for the developers and for them, considering that they are, have been on this rocky path yeah. to get this game to release. And then they finally felt confident because as the States, the game development is finished and they could release it in the state. 
um, for them to then do this playtesting and find out that there is some uh, polish and balance issues uh, involved. The polish, like, mm, you know, the balance thing for me is the more important thing. And so if it is for that, right, and that is a major factor, then this is the right move, you know? Yeah. I, I would love to be all, and I want to be, I initially was all snippy and stuff about this, and, and but it's probably the right move. You know, when yeah. I sit here and I think logically, it's probably the right move. And I'll, I'll tell you this, like as somebody that works in A-B testing uh, yeah. on like a streaming platform, it is we we look at that data and we make decisions based off that. Like we will develop full out features. And then if we test it and it's negative, we either go back to the drawing board, scrap it, or we try adjusting to see like what went wrong, how can we fix this, and then retest. Um, you know, so it's... If Ubisoft believes they actually have a strong viable candidate here uh, for Skull and Bones, uh, then I imagine this delay is something that financially they think will make sense. If they didn't, they'd probably just push this out the door and just eat the loss. Yeah, I think I'm just, like I said, I'm like, for some reason, weirdly excited about this game. Uh, I, I'm not confident it's going to be good, but I, I want to play it. And so finding out that it's delayed... In a year, with it feels like everything in the fall has gotten delayed out of the fall. It's just kind of a yeah. bummer. What is this year? Yep. Uh, you know what is this year? The Jackbox Party Pack 9, which is out on October 20th and adds <laughs> Vivage 4. Uh, you a Jackbox fan? Yeah, I bought 8 for us to stream without with the community. And I just never, you know, having a kid really <laughs> ruins a lot of your plans. Yeah. We should do it. You know, I think I have 8 on the Xbox. Uh, okay. We should do I've it at some point. I have it on Steam, so it would be easy to definitely stream out. But yeah, yeah, if you want to do it on Xbox, no problem. Uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so the this 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 pack comes with a sequel to Jackbox Classes, Fibbage 4. Fibbage 4 is absolutely one of the best games that they have ever released. Um, and then, of course, there's a, a number of other games. I'm not going to go through this. It's another Jackbox Party Pack. If you are not familiar with them, they are uh, multiplayer games. There is okay. Made by the people who made You Don't Know Jack, or at least based on that license. They are a collection of uh, mini games that you play using your cell phone as a secondary device. Um, some of them have you drawing, some of them have you coming up with prompts. Uh, one of the games was. Uh, sometimes it's just. Yeah, Drawful is, is very much just like, you know, uh, a Pictionary. Pictionary esque game. Um, and then they are sometimes true to their roots, some trivia games, party trivia games involved in there and stuff like that. Uh, for trivia the most part, house party. Yeah. I love yeah. murder. house I party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, almost every single one of these releases has like five or six games on it. And three of them are, are very good. And two of them are not so great. That seems to be the pattern. Um, but I, I, all in all, I think they're a great time. It's also one of those things that's like the perfect party game. You can throw it up on the TV. Everybody has their cell phone with them. And they are very simple to, to interact with. So yep. as somebody who like is a huge board game person, uh, this is, in my opinion, one of the best party games to play with a, a crowd. It's always my go-to when my cousins are over. Everyone's yep. like, let's play some Jackbox. Yep. All right. Speaking of a collection of games... Coming to Game Pass, available right now, we have Deathloop, which I started playing again 
uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker, Spider Heck, Beacon Pines, which I downloaded but have not started yet, Slime Rancher 2, um, and then coming soon, or no, also available, Moon Scars, and then the Grounded Full Release. Uh, coming soon is Let's Build a Zoo, Valheim, that is going to be on Xbox Game Fast for PC only. And Paw Patrol Grand Prix, that will be available September 30th on everything. I know you're super excited for that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. And um, uh, uh, we do have a, a review of Spider Heck up on the workprint. Uh, Simon got a review code for this. I believe he reviewed it on PC. But um, he calls it the lightsaber fighting game you've been waiting for. Uh, and I, well, did he give it a, a score at the end? Uh, I believe 8.5 out of 10. So he's very high on Spider Heck. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that one out and check out the review on theworkprint.com. And while you're looking at those games, why don't you go ahead and scroll through and pick up and uh, download Escape Academy? I'm telling yeah. you, it is awesome. All right. Are there benefits this week? Any fun? Uh, I, I, I didn't see anything super worthwhile. Yeah. Um, from. Xbox Game Pass, the PlayStation Plus, this is what is available for October. Injustice 2, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Super Hot will be offered to PlayStation Plus essential subscribers beginning October 4th. Now, Sony also announced that they would be listing off what games are getting added to the higher tiers later this month, which I think is hilarious considering that uh, there's only like three days left of this month. So when is later? Um... Uh, but yeah, even, uh, oh wait, Need for Speed, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. Okay. Um. Yeah, this is. I mean, I, this is a uh, half decent. A uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed is, is supposed to be surprisingly very good. I'm excited. For uh, that. and Justice Two is a game from 2017, but uh, it's an awesome fighting game. I mean, I love NetherRealm Studios. I love the Mortal Kombat series. I love the Injustice series. Um, and I'm itching for a a new game from them. And then uh, Super Hot's awesome. Uh, uh, for me, I've already played Super Hot in VR. I started playing some of it on the Xbox. Uh, but if you haven't played it, it 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 is is it is dope. And so yeah, I think it's solid. I don't think there's anything like uh, super uh, crazy here. Um, and if you haven't already, uh, you can still until October third pick up Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Tom. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is an awesome fighting game. Uh, and I highly recommend that. I think the art style is awesome. I think it's uh, a game that you can pick up and, and anybody can play, uh, but that still has some depth. You know what? I'm actually going to do that right now uh, <laughs> because I'm going to forget this otherwise, and I do want to <laughs> pick that up. Yeah. Good thing um, is you can do it right from the PlayStation app, which is, yep. which is awesome. Uh, all right. Our last news story for the day. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet adds a weird new diglet called Wiglet. Uh, I they, they I know this looks like a penis, right? Right, they do. I don't like this. I'm not I, a fan. I had a friend uh, uh, in our Pokemon Go text chain say, "I will not even click on this Pokemon. I will not <laughs> catch this Pokemon." I was like, "I was like, you gotta at least catch one, right?" <laughs> um, yeah. So Wiglet was revealed in a somewhat unusual fashion as part of a faux Zoom call between members of the World Ecological Pokemon Society. Uh, which is being shown a presentation on the Paladian region by Jacques, the player's homeroom teacher, in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, society members remark on Wiglet's appearance, appearance liken it to a region-specific version of Diglett, even though it is apparently a separate species. Whether 
Wiglet will evolve into another form. Oh god, I can't imagine is oh unknown at this time. Is it just three? I, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I will say that I am super super excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I I, I don't know why. Uh, I think as part of it has to do with I think that the starters all look pretty dope. Um, I am going to be playing as Sprigatito, um, and. Uh, I think also like my daughter has been getting really into the Pokemon cards and so she's excited to play it and she's like right at the perfect age for this to be her first proper Pokemon all the way through. <gasps> that's uh, that's a wonderful. I, yeah. I can't wait for that moment of parenting. And so uh, yeah, I, I'm super hyped for this. I can tell you right now, I don't like this. I don't like Wiglet. Not a Wiglet fan. This is I don't I, I mean <laughs> I mean for people on the audio podcast, just imagine Imagine a Saints Row dildo with no. two black eyes and a nose. It, 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 honestly, what it reminds me of is like a tube sock coming out of the ground and uh, with a, a giant bulbous pink nose. Uh, it's it's just like, I don't, I am just not a fan. I'm not a fan. Anyway, uh, that wraps up the news and this week's podcast. What an awful thing for us to end on. <laughs> this is the last image that's like seared in my brain this is the the taste that's gonna be left in my mouth is that of wiglet um uh, actually i shouldn't have phrased it that way anyway you're welcome uh <laughs> why don't you let people know where they can follow you where they can follow the site all right uh so the workprint.com we have ton of new content these writers i'm telling you there's a special group uh they keep covering stuff. I, I don't even ask them to. They, they just, they're they like, I want to do this and that. And uh, it's great. So we have uh, the new season two review of La Brea up on the site. Uh, we have weekly reviews of House of the Dragon, which has been honestly like slipping into a nice, uh, nice hoodie. Like, you know, it's nice and cool in the fall weather. House of the Dragon is like a nice warm sweater of returning to Westeros. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Spider Heck uh, review is up which is also on game pass uh season four the final season of atlanta um reviews going up weekly as well as she hawk uh and then i think we have the resident alien season finale review that will be going up um tomorrow uh i believe that airs tonight and uh we have uh reviews of quantum leap as well over on the site uh the new rebooted not rebooted is it a reboot i think it's a continuation of uh the previous show yeah but a lot of great content going up on the site and like i mentioned earlier we will be at new york comic-con next week um we'll have a ton of new video content interviews um lots to share on the socials on um, for socials you can follow us over on facebook uh twitch instagram twitter just uh at you know look up the work print and uh give us a follow and for the podcast uh the work print on uh, all your favorite podcast platforms uh give us a like subscribe and comment uh, rate it it goes a long way all and right for me and for me you guys can follow me on twitter at Bilal underscore me on on twitch at night mystic um rob how about you yeah so you can follow me across pretty much all social media at sunny vice 20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 the one exception to that is tiktok which i recently joined uh my brother had joined and had gotten really into like pack openings of pokemon cards 
and I've started doing these My Hero Academia cards and I watched his videos and there's something super satisfying about watching these pack openings. And I figure, look, if I'm going to open up packs, might as well, you know, do this as well. So you can find me at Tito's Tabletop. That's T-I-T-O-S-T-A-B-L-E-T-O-P, Tito's Tabletop on TikTok. Uh, I also have finally, I think, everything kind of uh, figured out on how I'm going to be doing board game streams. And the plan is for nice. me to do board game streams here on the work print. And with that, do a little bit of like board game unboxing as part of stream and maybe a little mini review of it afterwards uh, at the end of the gameplay. Uh, I already have know what the first one's gonna be and I'm gonna try to do that uh, in the next couple of days if I can. Um, beyond that, um, I also have ideas for more board game content uh, aside from the live streams, but we'll get to that at another time. Um, as always, thank you guys so much that hung out and watched live. Those who listen after the fact, um, Halal, thank you so much <laughs> for, for being able to make it here yeah. and make it here on time and not coming in super last minute with like 30 seconds before I, I, the pre-show starts everything was set up we were fine <laughs> outside some like microphone headset issues which uh -huh. were quickly resolved <laughs> yeah anyway um uh no seriously man i we i say this all the time love doing this podcast it's way more fun uh, doing it with you it's way more fun when we have people hanging out in the chat and uh until next time bye-bye yeah.